Welcome to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner, and that guy wearing the yellow sweater. Went yep. with the yellow sweater today, Hal. Because it's winter. Well, sure. And not, we the, need a little The break. emphasis was not on sweater there. The emphasis right. was on yellow. No, that's what I mean. No, that's fine. We, it's winter and we need some brightness. Oh, no, I know okay. this makes I sense gotcha. in spring, but everybody's wearing yellow in spring. <laughs> You gotta wear yellow in winter, baby. Okay, all right, I got gotcha, you. You know, gotcha. a little sunshine amidst the cloud and cold. Well, obviously, that is Hal Edward Runkle and Hal. Also, I've been told what's that? That what yellow is a good color for me. Oh, okay. So, think, what, does that make you a spring? Are you a spring? Is that what the people would say? I don't know if the people know. would say that. No? I just it it does something. It does better. something. It brightens you up or yes. something. Your usual sour, like tan, dour look. Ooh, bad. No tan for no, you? No, my no. Wi- essentially, my wife, as, uh, as, as our two listeners know, is... <laughs> Your wife and my wife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, we have been married 20 plus years. Yes. And been together like 25, six years, whatever. And... Um, there are still obviously uncomfortable, uncomfortable moments. But my wife, I, I absolutely love the fact that she will just let me know that doesn't work for you. Don't wear that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I spent one hundred and twenty dollars on this yeah, jacket. Take it said, back. Or just yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it, but it's come from this place of. Because you really look good in that. Oh, see, now that's a w- there's a way of framing that oh up. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't wear that because you look so much better in this. And that's uh-huh. the way she does it. And she's yeah. not. And it's not. She's not couching it in order to make it easier to swallow. It's not a spoonful of sugar. It right, doesn't come across right. that way. Okay. It comes across as genuine on both ways. Wow. But but like another one, and I was going to ask you. Your, your wife has this amazing sort of. These aren't the droids you're, you're looking, looking for. for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're right. You're right. These, These aren't, aren't the droids. droids. You're I'm right. I don't look. I don't look good, don't in, look that. good in that. Oh, wow. I do look better. In she'll this. she'll say it like you know. It just doesn't do anything for you, huh? But, no, no, she doesn't say it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the implication, though. Because <laughs> if it ain't doing anything for you, it, it certainly sure ain't, ain't doing, doing anything for me. For me. Yeah, that's right, okay. right. But she'll also be very, very honest about uh, uh, bad breath, huh? And I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always awkward and uncomfortable, sure. but I appreciate it. Your face stinks. Yes. <laughs> Just able to say it. The air coming out of your face hole right. is offensive to exactly. me. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But it, it's just, hey, champ, why don't you uh, work on the breath over there? <laughs> That's the way it will be. Does she you know? call you yeah. champ? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> hey, champ. <laughs> so pet names that you have in your house are a little different. Sweetie and champ. Yes. Those okay. will come across differently at different times. But I like it. But I appreciate it. And so it's, it's one of the things I'm learning to, and you have to do this if you're going to... Uh, this is going to sound so elitist, or I don't know what this go is going to sound Just like. Go if ahead. Gonna, Everybody, our two listeners already know you're the elitist. Yeah. So if you're going to go on the Today Show, <laughs> right, you need, you need fresh breath in criticism. Yeah. You oh, need you need to be able to receive that. Yeah, 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 sure. You, you don't really... want to go on the Today Show or, or speak publicly yes. and wear something Here's that, is, the thing. that makes you look dumpy. Do I want to feel regretful when I'm watching the clip? Or Ooh, do yeah. I want to feel uncomfortable before, before I, go on? I go on? Yeah, yes. sure, that makes sense. And so the more comfortable I am with being uncomfortable before the moment. Yeah. And so I appreciate that about her. Okay. Well, that's nice. My uh, One of my daughters, my middle child, Eliza, is the fashion 
mm. eye. Right? She knows that doesn't work. That doesn't go together. Yeah. This fabric doesn't go with that fabric. Has she or, ever thrown anything of yours away? Oh, she's never thrown anything away. She has told me, um, she's offered me suggestions. She hasn't said, are you really wearing that? <laughs> Is no, that, is that what you're wearing? That would be my sister. My oh, sister yes, does that. Yes, yeah. yes. I and mean, that's absolutely appropriate <laughs> and for a sister. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I She'll could be wearing say, a tailor-made tux. suit. Yeah, tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. And really, you're wearing that? Yeah. Okay. That's good. But that's good. My I, I my daughter and my wife have teamed up. So where are my where are my sandals? <laughs> and they'll just look at me. And it's um, it's interesting. It's the same look that I got from my family when we had a dog growing up that uh, never was never on a leash. She was a she was a stray dog that just showed up and stayed for ten years. Right, okay. and this yeah, dog a lot of people had that dog. This dog was insane. We had a mall about two miles away that we could walk to via the train tracks that ran okay, through yeah, our so neighborhood. Kind of, as right, the crow flies, and so yeah. one day on a summer day, my brother and his friends walked to the mall through the train tracks, and I and my friends uh, went to the mall. Via car, one of our buddies' moms drove us. Okay. Afterwards. So I get dropped off at the mall, a good two and a half miles away, the front of the Dillard's store or something, or Macy's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's my dog. Right, just hanging out. Outside the front door, just hey, waiting on my brother, waiting, waiting on my brother to come back in. <laughs> so this was the type of dog that I had. So I just said, lady, go home. Oh, so oh. the dog was named Lady. Yeah. And right. so, it wasn't the lady who drove you. No. <laughs> yes. That's how I told it. Lady. Lady, go home. And then said to the dog, no, lady, go home. Okay. And she just went home. <laughs> Found her way home two and a half miles. That was, that's the way the dog was. She just okay. went home yeah, via the train tracks. Figured it out. She was there later, right? <laughs> and so everybody knew the dog. So we never, you know, put her inside, never oh, had a yeah, dog. Yeah. And didn't have a fence. She just was there. Yeah. And uh, until one day when she wasn't. Oh, dear. And she found someone else. No, she oh. was our awful, awful crotchety neighbor lady who, oh, she was the worst, and she finally had enough. After 10 years or whatever. And what did she do? Did she like... called the SBCA, and oh, they came okay. and took her away. It wasn't like she poisoned the dog or no, hit it with a shovel no, or something. but okay. she had her killed. So, so, I, the, so I am, at this point, uh, at one time, like, man, Lady's been gone a couple days, which was not totally unfamiliar. Yeah, sure. But I'm bringing a bowl of food. Lady, I'm standing outside. Lady, lady. And then, hey, where's Lady? I turned around, and all my family... Is inside the oh. house looking at me like with this four because they all somebody's got to tell him they all exactly wow. and that's how it was when I was looking for my sandals. But the reason oh, that's, <laughs> where are my sandals? Where are my sandals? And mom, yeah. we got to tell him. Yes, we got to tell him. Uh, You're right, honey. It's time. Grown men don't wear sandals. <laughs> what we call them mandals. Mandals. Yes, don't. She's. Like, you wear flip flops during yes. the summer, right? You, you yes, go to the beach. Absolutely. You wear flip flops, and and I wear flip flops a lot. You wear what you kind could, of sandals were you talking sand, about? Like sandals, like Birkenstocks, like Birkenstocks but Birkenstocks? the ones that okay. you can wear Birkenstocks yeah, as long sure. as they do not have a strap around the back of your heel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that because then you look like a little boy. Right. <laughs> That's what those sandals sure, make you yeah. look like, and they were being loving. Well, okay. Yes. Um, now, ha- has your daughter always been like that? Well, it helps having a mom who demonstrates it so well. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, like, has your daughter always had that kind of... Because some, yeah, some she's people been into don't, fashion. don't have the, the eye for it. Yeah, she's been a girly yeah. girl, fashion girl okay. type, yes. All right. She has been. Okay, well, uh, okay, so the the yellow, it's flattering to you and... Uh, Apparently, according to the only person who really matters, That's yes. true. That's true, okay, yes. all right. Because I'm not, I'm not looking to... Uh, 
impress you with my looks <laughs> now beyond uh, a certain point. Something that's big in the news right now, um, because I, I, I've been listening to NPR and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, the state of Colorado, ah, they yeah. they legalized the pot. Mm. And I was having a conversation with my uh, daughters about this. Okay. Because we were all listening to a, a report uh, okay. on, on, in right. the car. and uh, Yeah, they've they had like, it legalized medicinally for a right. while, but now, but now it's recreational. recreational right? is and you can walk right into in a store. Alaska, like a, yeah. Like a Starbucks or a Gap or something as like long that. As long as you're 18. Say, and uh, they'll sell you a certain amount if you're a resident. They'll yes. sell you, I think it's a quarter of an ounce. If you're if not, you're if you're a visitor. A, a tourist. Well, that's all much they gave me when I was in Colorado last was that week. It? Yeah. it was just a quarter of an ounce. Okay. And you have to um, use it in the state. You can't take it. Yes, out of I state. did hear something about that. Yeah, so, I mean, this is New Year, right? Yeah, this is just happened. yeah, just just happened. Just in happened. fact, the um, uh, the state of Washington also legalized it, but they don't have the infrastructure built. Yeah, yet. so they have um, like they've set up a website, and they're asking people to go, and you can indicate they're like they're taking polls to try to figure out demand gotcha. and gotcha. all that kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. And they're watching the way they do it in Colorado. Colorado. Everybody's watching. Alaska is about to do the same thing or and whatever. How much are they actually, taxing it and all that stuff? They're actually publishing reviews of the different of types of different types of marijuana in wow. the paper. You know, like really? uh, like in San Francisco, for example. My sister and brother in law lived in San Francisco for a long time, uh-huh. and in the paper there, every Sunday, new wine yeah, reviews. Right, they have a right. wine section so for now, their newspaper. Now they're going to review a, a pot section. I the guess weed. Yeah, reviewing the weed. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, marijuana was... There was a... Did you see Sanjay Gupta on CNN? The whole hour-long did, special. Did a big on, special. Yes. It, right? I, I, I thought it was fascinating. And he changed his position. Yeah, he did. Right. He did. Because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Sure. There's a lot, you know... But then there are people worried, you know, is it a gateway drug? Right. Is it... Sure. What, what, you know, what, what do we do with it? Is sure. it addictive? That's like... And people are kind of... Um, Divided on that. Right. Is it is it addictive? Yeah, and it's fascinating, all the issues that are out there. And uh, because it is, we live in a world where... Um, in a world. In a world. Where everyone... <laughs> where pot is legal. <laughs> and everyone has a megaphone in their pocket <laughs> that can reach billions. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, Anybody it's, can post anything, anytime. Yeah, so it's and, in the news, it's in the conversation. Um, it's interesting. And, I have not had a conversation with my kids about it yet. So a lot of people are saying, oh, this is just part of the dumbing down or the lazyfication of America, you know, and... and what what message are we sending our children? Won't someone think of the children, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, uh, what, what message are we sending our kids if it's legal right. and and all of that kind of stuff? Well, it, it, I think one of the difficulties is for parents who have always always fallen back on that. It's illegal. It's illegal. So right? that's why we can't do it. Which you know, uh, it's that's a lot. But just because that's something easy. is legal doesn't mean I should do it. I if I, it is legal for me, yeah, that is so spoken go, like a youngest child, right, right there. Well, sure, yes. but it is legal. Yes, if I wanted to, I could go buy a gallon of gin right now. Sure, of course, and I could take it home and I could drink it all. Right, and that ain't illegal. Not at all. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Right, it would be dumb. So just because something is legal right. doesn't mean I should do it. Of course. Of course. Well, it's legal for me to eat and 
entire Cinnabon sure. as well. That's not, that's not <laughs> Wait, wise. Are you talking about a cinnamon roll from Cinnabon? No. Or are you talking about an entire store? store. I can, okay, yes. you could eat, I could buy out the store. Or have you heard of the uh, Taco Bell challenge? No. What is uh, this? It is $20 worth of Taco Bell food. Can you eat it all? Dude, there was a time. Oh, there was a time when I was 17. Dude, I could when eat I was 40. 19, yeah. yeah, I could have but, done now, that but easy. Taco Bell food is really it's, cheap. Is, and really unwise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 20 bucks <laughs> worth of Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. We used to, when I was in college, we had a thing called the Taco Bell Country Club, mm-hmm. and you have to order a minimum of four items, not including your drink. Cool. That was the deal. Well, I could probably do that every time I go to Taco Bell anyway. Yeah, well, not anymore, I don't. Really? You don't do the... Actually, I do the little thing, like the Mexi Melt. Yeah, Still I'll love do, the little tiny yeah, 99 like cent that. Mexi yeah, Melt that's, that's and the 99 thing. cent it's bean It's like a guilty burrito. pleasure. Oh. I do a bean burrito, no onions. Yeah, that's what I do yeah. as well, but I add uh, sour cream and... Oh, yeah, I can't no, do the sour cream. No, it's good. No, it's my son and I... Well, no we, gusta, we've always crema. We've always called it Taco Hell. Oh, and, it's awful. Oh, it's terrible. And it's, the, day, <laughs> the day after. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Right. <laughs> to you and everyone around Every, you. Anyone in the immediate vicinity. Well. <laughs> so it's my, and my, my wife and daughter cannot stand it in uh, any way, but my son and yeah. I, we, so maybe like once a month. It's maybe. a guilty pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, just because it's legal, but, uh, but that's one of the things, because it is a very difficult conversation. Yeah. We've all, parents uh, we fall back on fall the legality, back on the legality stuff, and now that that's going away, and what, it truth be do? told, well, it's a fascinating conversation because federally it is still absolutely illegal, yeah. but in the state it's absolutely it's legal. legal. So the feds could choose to prosecute you the way they always have. So I was talking to um, my family about this yesterday at lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, and my wife said has not seen the Sanjay Gupta thing, so okay. she was like, so medicinally, why? I know that people. Uh, prescribe it sure but why sure so i was going through the fact that it's an anti-inflammatory right so people who have glaucoma they have swelling yep. in their eyes and it reduces the swelling yes and uh it's also an anti-nausea yes medication right so um uh people who go through chemo uh it, it helps ease their nausea which i will tell you this because inevitably, in this conversation, we're going to get to the place of, okay, if you're well, going so to Colorado, you? because the you. truth is, we will. I am going to Colorado in like six weeks. And my agent lives in Colorado, there and I go. think I know why now. There you go. <laughs> Everybody's moving now, baby. Uh, oh my gosh, did you see the mile marker sign thing? No. Okay, well, you know the number 420 has always yes, been associated right, right. with yeah, marijuana. the police code for right. possession of marijuana. It's always, 420. and 420, and so April 20th. Yes. At 4.20 p.m. Yeah. is the hallmark for all the stoner heads. Yeah, right? all the potheads. Well, mile 4.20 in Colorado, oh, okay. that mile marker on the highway, on all the highways, has been stolen a million times. Wow. So now they have, they've moved it, and it is now <laughs> mile 419.99. Oh, that's funny. It's clever. you got to look it up very, online. Yeah, okay. It's right, clever. So, of course, that just makes it even more, I want to steal it. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so, here's the question. Yeah. Would you? Would I steal it? No. No. Would I? No. Here's. Huh? I will tell you. You know that my wife has uh, battled cancer twice now, right? And uh, is victorious yes. both times. The uh, first time was a lot more intense. It and it was. Uh, she had like. No, she had hot non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right, and did she lose her hair yes, she during did. the chemo? She went through and your uh, whole family. You yeah, guys all yeah. I shaved my head, and my son shaved. My daughter did not, but no, she thankfully. cut her hair short. Yes, she did. She did, and gave it to Locks of Love. And so it was an intense, like ten months where she did chemo, lost her hair, and mm-hmm. the chemo was awful. You know, chemo for 
uh, not uh, for lymphoma is fairly terrible. Aggressive. Yes. yes. It's and uh, they thought she could handle it, so it was very aggressive. But it made her very, very sick and wrecked her mm-hmm. body. And you know, eight years later, she's still dealing with the aftereffects effects and right. will. Chemo's just terrible. And so, had it been available, because she was on this incredible cocktail. Uh, at one point, we were ma- I was managing it. Uh, had an Excel spreadsheet. 14 medications. 14 different, different medications, medications she's taking oral medications every single day. Because it was all managing the side taking effects. Taking enough pills to get full. It was crazy. Yeah. And and had THC, uh, the which is the... Which is the chemical, chemical stuff in, in marijuana that, that does... alters your... Right. Had yeah. it been available and legal, I absolutely would have given it to my wife. Because she was so nauseous from the other stuff. Nauseated, yes. that's the correct word. Yes, but she yeah. was so nauseated. And... Uh, it it just helps with that. It also can help your appetite, mm-hmm. which is so necessary. People joke about that, right? right? That you get the munchies, you get the munchies but you whatever. can imagine if you're if you're losing weight because of your yes chemotherapy, but you need regimen. food in order exactly. to help you, and so yeah, I I would have given yeah. it to her for that medicinal purpose, recreationally. I have never. It's interesting because I do I I do not have a um, pristine childhood, right. Uh, we've talked about that some. By any stretch of the imagination. Right. right. In fact, uh, when we were, it was funny, we were back in Houston for the holidays mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, and we came to an intersection that has a lot of meaning to me because it's the intersection where I was in the uh, back seat of a police car with my hands oh. cuffed, being arrested for shoplifting. So Hal has worn the silver bracelets a yes, time or two. Yes, and uh, I remember in that intersection looking over, and there was a girl from my high school that I liked oh. driving her car, and we met eyes. Did you give her a little gyna? Yeah, uh, and it was look? it was not the effect I was hoping for. Oh. It was more it was mortifying. It was yeah, terrible. It wasn't it was, like oh he's a bad boy. No, I could save him. It, no, was, it was I was sinking in the backseat, and so I told my kid we were at that intersection with my kids, and so I just told him that story. So yeah. it was kind of cool telling him that story. Um. So not a but completely I'm, clean record. But, uh, but, but it's amazing. But no matter how drunk I ever got yeah. as a high schooler and how much trouble I got into, for whatever reason, there was something in me that said never do drugs. No, So not even, not even pot? Never did it. Never did pot? Never did it. So... So now here you as are. A rec- and now I'm a recreational drinker. Okay, yeah, uh, yes. sure. Uh, social drinker. We go out, a guy's night out, we'll we, have a couple we of have pints. We have beers, we'll absolutely. Have, yeah, sure. right. I well, you and a I, bottle of scotch for your birthday. You and I love year, to right? sip some really good scotch, uh-huh. and, I, and I, I'm, I love red wine sure. more than anything else. Yeah. My wife and I have done wine when trips. We were in Italy. We did yeah, wine yeah, in Italy. We've done, we've done several Napa Valley trips as a couple. It's great. And we love that we can model to our kids very responsible very responsible drinking. Right, and that's a big deal, because for oh, me, growing up, you know, my parents are... Total teetotal, oh, still and, to this day, and, and uh, mine were for most of my childhood. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so in in my youth, in my childhood, having any alcohol, like having drinking a beer, was as bad as drinking twelve. Exactly. Yes. So I like the fact that I can show my kids it's possible to have a glass of wine. Yeah. It's possible to have one margarita, Absolutely. or or maybe even two. In fact, I tell my girls this all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're out with a guy. And on a date, and he orders a, a, a margarita. Yeah, no problem. Right. If he orders a second margarita, no problem. If he orders a third margarita, call a cab. Call a cab. Right. Yeah. Get don't get in a car with him. Sure. Have limits. Sure. You know, and it is possible to and, do this and do this responsibly. And you've given your kids, I'm guessing your oldest one, a sip of different things, or have yeah, you? Yeah, she got. In fact, on um, 
New Year's Eve. Champagne. Yeah, a little, little bit, yeah. tiny bit. Yeah, my kids did too. And and so it's interesting because uh, they like some stuff, they don't like other stuff. My parents were there and they freaked right oh, out. Oh, my God. word. Are yeah. you serious? My mother still hasn't talked to me. That's awesome. Yeah. That yeah. is fantastic. That was fun. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I would say, oh, okay, so it was okay for Jesus, but not for you. So, um, <laughs> I get it. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I, and I've had the argument yeah, with yeah, other no, Christians. No, no, no. I can, so we're not going to get yeah, into that. Yeah, I can but, preach that all day. And but, but the point the, is, the point is that I have done a lot of work with drug and alcohol uh, abuse and right. teenagers and yeah. their and their families and adults uh, as as a therapist. Right, right, and, and so I know firsthand the power that those drugs have over the brain. Well, and particularly when the brain, brain, brain is w- forming. Yeah, it's still getting formed in Yes, there. which it is, right, uh, until your early 20s. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it's very, very malleable, very, very shapeable as well. But all brains are, it's called neuroplasticity in all yeah. brains. Thankfully, you have the ability to change your brain or else you couldn't learn anything. Right. But so, it does become much more difficult Kind of after that mid twenties, your brain kind of rewires itself for yeah. adulthood and figures some things out, and that prefrontal cortex is relatively stable. Now, again, you can continue to learn, and Thankfully. you do continue to learn, but it does become much more difficult. That's why languages are so much easier for sure, the language for kids. acquisition, as a, right, yeah, right, right, learning algebra, all sure. of that. And so, when when we talk about introducing a new drug that is legal into uh, what could be just a social atmosphere. Yeah. Right? I'm torn. Mm. I'm torn about yeah. marijuana. I understand. Here's, here's, uh, uh, let me talk, um, let's talk social policy first. Okay. The insane amount of money that we have spent fighting an unwinnable war on individual marijuana yeah. purchasers and smokers right. and the insane amounts of incarceration that so outnumber every other nation in the history of mankind, yeah. not to mention the insane amount of money that we have lost mm-hmm. by not taxing the stuff yeah, sure. to death, sure, right? Um, makes me socially say, yes. It makes sense legalize to it. legalize it, regulate it, tax it. Yes. That makes sense from a public policy standpoint. Because when I think about it is, you know what? I would rather people be smoking pot than smoking cigarettes. Yeah, there's that, yeah. Because sure. there is d- debate about the addictiveness of pot. There's no debate. There is no debate about the addictiveness nicotine. of nicotine. Right. It is the most addictive uh, thing on earth. Yeah. Right. And it's specifically chemically designed for that purpose. And it only costs hundreds of thousands of lives. And billions of dollars. And billions of dollars every... I just went to a funeral this past Saturday. Great brother of mine in a a Bible study of of dads that we go to... Our kids go to the same private school. I've known the guy for nine years. But he's fifty-eight years old, and he or fifty-something years old, and he and he, like he felt like he pulled a muscle or something. Pulled a muscle on December second. Went is... into the doctor on December third. Was dead from lung cancer December 29th. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, his... but it is nefarious. Yeah, I mean it is. It's, it's incredible. Awful. And his daughter, uh, who my wife taught, her da- his daughter's now in college. My wife taught her when she was in senior, uh, uh, senior in high school, was torn. Yeah. 
is, I mean, obviously grieving beyond of course. grief. Uh, that you don't have time to process. But uh, she told my wife, yeah, he did smoke for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can get lung cancer from of never course. smoking at all. Of course. But. But there, seem, there you, is a connection. Absolutely. And so you talk about, is it addictive? Well, that shouldn't be your criteria only because alcohol is addictive. Yeah. Right? Because uh, and cigarettes are addictive. It's weird because um, I'll just come clean and I, I smoked for a while, you know, for. Dude, you were smoking right outside the hallway, Shut dude. Up. No, I just. I, I, haven't I, had smell- a cigarette in, I haven't had a cigarette in years. But I will say. Mm. Um, like the last six months, every once in a while, you'll crave a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere, yeah. I haven't had a cigarette in years. Yeah, my wife smoked for a tiny, tiny bit, and she'll say that. But yeah. also, here's the deal: she grew up in Louisiana. Oh, yeah, where smoking it was, was good for the economy. I mean, it was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and so she grew up in that environment. So every once in a while, she'd be. So like, when we talk yeah. about kids, you know, and. Are kids going to begin to experiment with pot because they see that it's legal? Right. Well, kids have experimented with cigarettes because they're legal, and you know, I mean, that's they've experimented. Yeah, I mean, it's part of that's what they do. Uh, uh, it's what they can do. Yeah, doesn't sure. mean it's what they will do. Right. I, right, I, right. I, 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 my kids have not tried smoking, and I would be shocked if they did. Yeah, because they find it so repulsive. Well, and now, I mean, there, there's been such an aggressive anti-smoking campaign in schools, right? Thank God. And yeah. My father-in-law mm-hmm. uh, died of a, a multitude of symptoms, but uh, the the thing that initially sent him to the doctor was uh, they found something in his lungs, okay. right? So, and he smoked for a very long time, and so right. my, my kids they were so young at that time. I think he's been gone six years in February. Yeah, um, they were so young at the time that it really made an impact on them. Never smoke because this is what happened to Grandpa Dean. Sure. And also think about this, the impact that our kids have had growing up in, unlike you and I did, but growing up where they have never smelled smoke in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ever. a huge deal. And so when we went to North Carolina one time, <laughs> where <laughs> they there, still were, have smoking there will always be smoking sections yes. in restaurants in North Carolina. Yes. And we understand why, because of the economy there. And tobacco, but uh, they walked in and were like, "Oh gosh, that's that disgusting!" Uh, yeah, 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 it's, it's awful. just or on interesting. Airplanes, remember? Oh, I remember smoking section on an on airplane. An airplane. Yeah, and yeah, who's yeah. the comedian that said that's like having a peeing section in a, <laughs> in a pool? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids have never experienced that. Oh my gosh. Um, I remember going into my grandparents' house and my aunts and uncles, and they smoked, and what the inside of that house smelled yes. like. And my kids, none of their relatives smoke. Now, no, you know, yeah, exactly. And so they've never really been around it. But what would it be like? And maybe we should say, what will it be like when they walk into a home and someone's clearly been smoking pot? Yeah. And yeah. it's not like somebody did it in a back room or in a basement or yeah, something right like that. Them. It's just right there. Yeah. When that's legal. And we should also say, smoking's not the only way to ingest pot. True. Make tea with it. You can do other things. You know, and there oh, the hookah people. bars. You know, there are all these hookah bars around sure. here. It won't be long before they're putting pot in. Sure. You know those pipes and the brownies, of course, all that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and it's it, here's my thing: is the reason why we allow some uh, brain modification substances to be legal and some not. Alcohol, right? Cigarettes, cigarettes, right? The, and then medicinal. Uh, a lot of the the drugs, Ritalin, and oh, sure, you know, sure. Medicinally, SSRIs there's a million of them, <clears throat> and include, and especially the biggest one right now is pain pills. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, the reason why we allow those is it's directly related to the 
relative quickness and severity of their effect. Okay. You have one drink, you are not impaired. Right. Right? Right. You have one cigarette, and you are not intoxicated with nicotine. Right. Right? Or or necessarily addicted forever. Mm -hmm. Now, you have one hit of heroin... And you are intoxicated immediately, yeah, and yeah. your body is already well along the path towards addiction. You smoke crack one time. One time. And the, the chemicals in that actually rearrange yeah. the stuff that's dripping in your brain. And you become impaired. Instantly. Yeah. So it's not like there's this spectrum. Right. You know, and that's what alcohol provides you with a spectrum. It's yes, and so and so, but there is a spectrum of drugs and their and their immediate efficacy, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. how quickly does it enter into your system? How right. So when quickly... you take an SSRI or Ritalin or yes. something like that, it takes. it doesn't immediately. Well, that's interesting because an SSRI, which is antidepressants as we know yeah, them, sure, uh, it takes a long time. Yeah, but you have to build but up. Ritalin will like taking Claritin or something like that. You have to put it in your system for three weeks before yeah. you get an effect on an antidepressant effect. But but I but you like Ritalin or ADHD medications have an effect right away because they're an amphetamine. But right? again, it's not like I swallow it and instantly. True. Right. It's it's just that there's a, a shorter runway. Sure. Sure. And so the method that these things are done are taken are uh, have an effect. Right. You know. It, uh, snorting something or injecting something is going to yeah. be quicker than others. Anyways, marijuana falls in an, in an awkward, weird... It's kind of a no-man's land. Yeah. Because can it have an immediate effect? Yes. Yeah. Can when one joint uh, impair you? Yes. Yes. Can it rearrange your brain chemistry the way heroin does? It can. Does it? I've seen it. Does it every time? No. That's the... It's rare. Yeah, but that, I have yeah, actually that's... seen it where, look, one, one, one joint... Smoked one joint. And sent and... into a psychosis and rearranged it and became severely bipolar. Now, did he have bipolar in his family before that? Yes. Yeah, but had, sure. he had, had he ever exhibited symptoms before that? No. Smoked one joint. That was boom. the trigger. Yeah. Boom. Psychotic episode. Drug, wow. It's called a drug-induced psychotic episode. It happened to one of my best friends in high school. Happened to a family member. Mm. Uh, so I've seen it happen there, there, that's part of the danger. And, you know, as this, as more and more states, uh, uh, legalize, legalize this. this stuff, which they will, um, then you're going to see debates back and forth and back yeah. and forth and back What's and forth. What's the age we should set? Should it be 18? Should it be 21? Right. Should it be 24? Yeah. You know, where, where do you draw that line? One person, I can't remember who it was, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Who said this? Must have been me. Um, if, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. The look <laughs> uh, on your face. It was great. <laughs> it's like, wow. Uh, who said, basically, why do we not have, like, you have to take a driver's test to prove that you are able to drive a car. Why don't you have that for alcohol? Mm. Instead prove of an age. You can hold your liquor? Yeah, instead of an age. Yeah. Right? Have it be an accomplishment or have it be something you have to test for. Or like with, uh... Uh, driving, yeah. If you um, if you take driver's ed, right, which used to be required, it is. Is it still kind? Yeah, right? it is. So, it is um, still depends on the take state. Driver's ed, maybe you take drinker's ed, and that's what this guy's proposing. You take a yeah. drinker's ed course, and you have to, and then you get it right, and then you have to show. So instead of showing your ID, you got to show your alcohol card. And if you get a you know sort of a a public DUI intoxication or something, or something like that, then you got to get it. Yeah, no one will serve you. Wow, 
It's interesting. Yeah, so why when not we do that with marijuana? Yeah. Right? If you drive while impaired with marijuana, we're going to take your license away for a time, but we're going to take away your marijuana license. Your pot license, yeah. Right? Yeah. Just now that be- becomes a little bit of a nanny state. I mean, I, I understand that. Some people will push back on that side. They would. They would, of course. Because uh, it, uh, it doesn't promote personal responsibility. But I would say it does promote personal responsibility. It, it, just, yeah. it just says, look, there's, there's effects. We want to mitigate the negative effects of this while we tax the heck out of it. You know? Now, what would your parents have done if they'd found a bag of pot in your room? Hmm. When you were 16, 17. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. My parents would have freaked right out. Yeah. What would you do if you found a bag of pot in your kid's room? Well, I'm different. Well, yes, but I'm a, I'm a you're like, hey, roll one of those fatties yeah, up. That's right. I want to spark Let's up with you. Do it, baby. Come on, champ. I've never tried it. Show me how. <laughs> what would you what, now, What do you do, though? Because this is a real issue for a lot of people. It, it may not have been for you. Right. It hasn't been for me, at least not yet. Right. But this is a real issue for real people out there. They found a bag of pot in their kid's room. Sure. What do you do? You send a text to your kid. Hey, um, I found your dime bag uh, in your room. What would you like me to do with it? (laughs) I'm trying to imagine myself. See, first of all, it's hard to imagine text messages when I was 17. Right, exactly. I would have gotten myself in so much trouble. Um, yeah, no kidding. But, uh, so then I'm trying to imagine having received mm-hmm. a text like that. That said that? Well, yeah. it would freak you out. Oh, of course. That's the goal. Because <clears throat> what I, my, what, my response to my kids, I, a lot of times when they're, especially when they're in trouble, is I want to surprise them. But not like in a gotcha no. Sort of way. Not no. like they walk in the door and the alarm goes off and the trap door slams shut. And no, ha, no, I want to surprise you. them with my matter-of-factness. Yeah. Okay. Right. I found mm. this bag of grass. What would you like me to do with it? What do you want me to do with it? Yeah. And I want that tone to come through. That's like, like, I'm not freaking out about this. Mm. Right? I want but it's you. here, and I'm, I know it's here. I'm not. I want you to know about it. I want you know. I know it's here, and uh, we're going to initiate some conversation about it. But I don't know if I would do that to my kid. You know, here's here's a big, big piece that people need to absolutely remember is substance abuse, especially with teenagers, is not a problem. It's a solution. And that's the problem. This is a big thing. You and I have talked about this before. And yeah. this is a profound thing mm-hmm. to think about. When I find a bag of pot mm-hmm. in my kid's room... Mm-hmm. I begin immediately operating on the assumption that their drug use is the the problem. problem. They have a drug problem. And I fail to realize that there is some other problem, and in their minds, the only solution for that problem is to use drugs. Or Or, the best solution. Or at least a solution. A solution, the best solution they can think of, is to use drugs. Right. So I'm so rather than treating what I think is the problem, if I can go underneath it and say, why are they doing this? Sure. At least begin to ask the question. I, I get curious about it. I wonder why they're turning to this. I wonder what's motivating them. I wonder what problem they're trying to solve. Right? It just feels good. Okay. Well, why doesn't life just feel good? Yeah. Not not that I'm going to ask them that question. No, but but yeah. I'm going to ask myself. I wonder. What Why are they, life doesn't feel good. Because generally speaking, 
drug use and I think alcohol overuse yeah. is escapism. Of course. Of some kind, right? Very, very much so. So they're trying to escape from something. What is it they're trying to escape from? Yes. Now, the truth is, for a lot of suburban kids, mm-hmm. they're just bored. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to escape from. Right. This seems so, like a bigger story than the story that I'm living right now. Yes. And so then I'm wondering, why are they, why are they bored? What about the way that we've structured our life is limiting their adventure? Right. And parents think uh, oftentimes, yeah. well, I give them internet, I give yeah. them a smartphone, right. I give them a Wii, I give mm-hmm. them a this, I give them a that, you know, I take mm-hmm. them skiing, I, uh, you know, those kinds of things. How could they be bored? Right. Right. When, what I, a lot of times I'll say, so tell me about the last time that you and your kid, just the two of you guys, went away for a night. Yeah. Just the two of you guys. Right. When does it tell me about, the, well, we've never done that. You know, we do things as a family. Yeah. But we just don't do that. One-on-one stuff. Right. You know, tell me, tell me about your kids and their, uh, uh, their efforts to serve others. That's what I always go to yeah. is when's the last time you and your family yeah. did something to help someone else? Right. Together. Right. You do things as a family, but do you do it all to just indulge yourselves? And there's nothing wrong with that. I took my family skiing last weekend, right? Sure. There's nothing wrong that's, that's with taking people, God, you know, no. anything like that. But, but when's the last, when did you, tell me about the time you guys did the, the night you spent uh, right before Christmas at uh, doing the Toys for Tots volunteer stuff. Yeah, yeah. We did the we, we volunteered at the men's shelter right. downtown. That's right. I never asked you about yeah, that. Yeah. The, and you spoke there on I Christmas did. Eve and yeah. whatever and it was fantastic. Told the Christmas story. It was horrible. Really? Um, but it was meaningful. Hmm. Like it was horrible in this sense. Uh it was one of the coldest nights of the year. Right. It was right when that cold snap, you know. Yeah. And um and so you had they were packed. Packed. Sure. I mean, it's, Everybody it's coming crazy. in for shelter, yeah. It was so full. And there were several other churches who were kind of involved in this combined effort. Mm-hmm. And one of the churches was bringing food mm-hmm. in, and they got there as I was getting up to speak. Oh, jeez. So there's all this commotion and yeah. there's food and, and food you know this kind of stuff. And these people who haven't eaten in a long hungry, time. Yeah. And yeah. So it was it it was difficult. So and and I was kind of sick. You remember, you know, before the holidays, my voice was, yeah, was yeah, not yeah. as strong as it usually is. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and yeah, so I, I just I told the the Christmas story as simply as I could. Right. And, and I will say this: I had um, I had their attention at the beginning because mm-hmm. I said I have a confession to make, and I th- I think this confession could bring the room together. Um, there's a lot of stuff that divides us, and we could spend time talking about that. But this is the time for unity and for us all to come together. Sure. This is Christmas. So I think by this confession, that sorry, I really built it up. So here's my confession. Police officers make me nervous. Mm. And all of us, and people hooted and hollered and, you yeah, know, cheered. And, and so I talked about that, and I used that as a way of getting in for the shepherds when the angels appear. Mm-hmm. That would have freaked them out because mm. they would have assumed... Interesting. What did we do wrong? Yeah. You know, and, and so to talk about the kind of the counterintuitive nature of that Christmas announcement. But anyway... Cool. Um, Very cool. But but beyond that, downstairs yeah. from where where I spoke, we had this giant. There was a large room, and there were round tables set up. And over there were socks, and over there were blankets, and over there were bottles of water and toiletries. You know, so a deodorant and 
toothbrushes and toothpaste and things like that. And yeah. so my kids seated at those tables handing T-shirts to mm. these men, mm. handing deodorant, handing oranges mm. to these men. I, yeah. I think that was it was very, very powerful for them on Christmas Eve. Cool. Yeah, so that's that's what I what I go to. You know, it, boredom is usually a function of a routine that has gotten stale. Mm. You know. Yeah. We always go skiing on on spring break. So it's what we always do. Right. And what parents are thinking is, well, I didn't get to go ski. You know, yeah. So I'm providing. I would have loved oh, this. So when I was I'm your age, I would have loved this. something for you that, that I, I felt deprived of. And so really what I'm trying to do is provide it for the young me. Yeah. That didn't get it. But I, and so I, what I want you to do is recognize how valuable this is, how rare this is. Well, right. I, I want you to react the way the 40-year-old version of me yes. thinks the 16-year-old version of me Would ought to have, act. Or ought to have, yes. And, and so what I'm, what I'm providing for you, I'm providing you from providing you, and then what you need to do, demonstrate back to me is gratitude. Yes. Not boredom. No. How, How can dare you be you? bored? Right? All the things I do for you, yeah. and you're bored? Right. Do you know how many people would love to have an all-expenses-paid vacation mm. to Maggie Valley, you know North what, Carolina? Exactly. What I see so, so often in our parenting these days is that's what we want to do. We want to provide for our kids all the stuff that we didn't have. We want to make life easier than it was for us. And what we want, all we ask in return is gratitude. Just a little bit of gratitude. That's, is that it's too like, much to that's ask? That's what we want most from our kids. We don't want them to develop grit, perseverance, no. struggle. We don't want them to uh, find their own way and make it on their own. What we want them to do is be wonderful, grateful recipients of all of our goodness and, and generosity. Yes. And then we're shocked. When they're not. When they act entitled, when it doesn't come. Yeah. Right? When we give them a little less and they freak out, right? Or we take them to this and we give them even more and they're like, eh. Eh, and they're on deal. their phone eh. the whole time, right? Or we find them with pot wanting to escape all the good life we That's provided right. for them. Forgetting the, the, the basic truth that, you know what, I cannot spoil someone into having a grateful attitude. That's a, that's an, we need to write that one down. Yeah. You cannot spoil someone, someone into, gratitude. into gratitude. That's, that's huge. Yeah, but we do it. Yeah. We strive for it, we strive for it, we strive for it. See, what, what's When well, you say it like that, like when you just state it plainly like that, yeah. everybody goes, well, of course. Right. And then you look at your life, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah I was just talking to I'm a, doing. I was just telling this to a dad <laughs> the other day, and he was saying, oh my gosh, I just got back on this trip. Over New Year's, I took my daughter, she's turned 16, and I always told my kids when they turn 16, you get a special trip with just you and dad. And so I took her, and we went to the Grand Canyon, and she was like, eh. Meh. Yeah. And I told her, like, on day three, I was looking at her, and I was just like, you're hurting my feelings. I'm doing this for you, and you're hurting my feelings. And he said, and then she started to cry and felt all oh, guilty, and then yeah. I didn't know, and yeah. At least he was brave enough to be honest about that. True. Because a lot of parents would just... <laughs> Mm, these kids do. Yeah, these kids do. Right. You know, just develop a, But sometimes mm. that's, that's the first step, is just speaking the emotional truth to your kids. Sure. I had this idea in my head of what this was going to be like, 
and this isn't quite living up to that. Right. And I'm feeling. But he was saying, but that. he was putting it on her. Yeah, he wasn't, problem, he wasn't yeah. wise enough to say, maybe it's me. He was like, uh, yeah. you're disappointing you me. You are hurting my feelings. Right, by not being grateful. As opposed to, for... I had these expectations and the trip's not meeting it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's amazing. You know, we, we uh, again, provide for our kids, provide for our kids. And, and we don't give them the chance to discover for their own. We do, we don't give them the adventure of doing something on their own. You know, it's, yeah. I'm I'm wrestling with this right now because you know I'm writing this book on launching teenagers and into adulthood and how we're really not doing a good job uh, just uh, as a society, a society because yeah. of these very very ideas. And uh, and I think this is at the this is one of the reasons why they are experimenting with drugs is because they don't have a sense of adventure. They don't have a sense that we believe in them. They have a sense that you know what I need to escape yeah. from my parents. Now I, we don't have much time left, but yeah. I want to I want to say something and say it clearly. Mm. Um, drug abuse, yeah, is a terrible issue that must be resolved. Well, that's the thing that happens right. is it's initially per, uh, experimented with as a solution, yes. but it is powerful enough that it does become it its own problem. problem. And yeah. it usually be, and can become a bigger problem than the original problem they're trying to solve. Yeah. And so for some people out there, uh, they really do need to get help. No, absolutely. And you asked me, what would I do? Yeah. Right. You know, when I, if I see my kids in a pattern of drugs, then I send them to treatment. Yes. And we all go as a family and we figure, mm-hmm. gosh, this, you know what, for whatever reason, we have all participated in our own ways to invite the dr- presence of this drug into our family. And you can reach out to somebody at your church, somebody at your school, Absolutely. somebody in your synagogue, somebody, a mental health professional. Reach out to us at Scream Free can, and we yeah, will absolutely we direct a, you. Yeah, we can get you connected to the help you need, but... The first time you find a joint, mm-hmm. it may not be no right. Take a deep breath. And the ask one thing yourself, I would say is give yourself twenty four hours before you address it. Before you send that text that says, "Hey, I found your dime bag," or yeah. "I found your joint," or whatever. Yeah. Give yourself twenty four hours and talk about it with your spouse. Talk about it. Yeah. And ask yourself this: What is the problem that's prompting the problem? Right. What could that be? Right. Could it and, and own some of this? Maybe we have given them too much. Maybe we haven't exposed them enough to places where they can serve people who are less fortunate than we are. Right? But, you know, maybe I have not spent enough one-on-one time with this child, and I have sort of uh, outsourced a lot of this to we and the Disney Channel, sure. and vacation trips and things like that. that re- remember this, and this is a bedrock principle of Scream Free, is I am in no way responsible for my kid purchasing that drug or smoking that drug or getting drunk or starting cigarettes. I'm not responsible for that. No. They, they chose to do that. But that doesn't mean I fully lived up to my responsibilities to them. Right. And my failure and my responsibilities to them can be a huge precipitating factor as to why they're going to be irresponsible in their choices. And it begins with, I am responsible to my kid to show them how I respond to situations like this. Absolutely. And the way you choose to respond has the ability to alter the trajectory of your relationship. Well, and, and if you freak out, you actually remove their ability to make a response. Yeah. See, that's that's uh, one of the things I'm toying with is this this idea we all want our kids to be responsible, but break down the word. That means you are able to make a response. Response able. Yeah. 
So how am I giving my kids a chance to make a response? Right? And if I'm if freaking out... If I suffocate out, them with my response. Yes. If I freak out, I'm not giving them a chance to respond. Yeah. Right? If I do something kind of weird, like, hey, I found, I found your marijuana, what would you like me to do with it? Hey, and, uh, and especially not confronting them like this, physically accosting exactly. them, right? Sending them in a text or something like that, or calling them on the phone. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. At one time I did it with uh, one of my kids, I won't say who, but they were, they, we stopped Netflix for a time, but they were stealing their, na- their, um, uh, best, yeah. their, their best friend's Netflix code, which was their parents' Netflix and code. And you found out. And I found out. And so I just uh, texted um, my child saying, hey, found out you're still using uh, uh, Netflix. Netflix um, so what would you like me to tell her dad? Hmm. Just left it there. <laughs> What's weird is sometimes Let- when when I'll do that with my kids, I'll say, "Hey, so I know this is happening, mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about that before. So, what do you think ought to happen now?" Yeah, like a lot of times they'll come up with worse stuff. Oh than my I- gosh! <laughs> well, I guess you should ground me for a year I or guess, something. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like, "Whoa, okay. okay." So now I feel like a great guy because I'm only going to ground you for a month. <laughs> exactly. Oh, usually you, you give that option to them. They, but I want you. To, I want to know what your response is. Yeah, Not sure. I'm going to interrogate you with a light over your, and there's only one right answer. We say this every time we get to the end of an episode. Mm. The three little phrases that we mm. talk about. But this is the perfect place where they fit in. Okay. Calm down. Grow up. Mm-hmm. Get closer. Yeah. Cal- and, and I, I frequently add so that. Calm down so that you can grow up. So that you can get closer right. to the people who matter most, and it's interesting. You can look upon, you can dread these moments where your kids have experimented with stuff, or you can see them as an opportunity mm-hmm. to get closer. Yep. Right. Because what's interesting is if they are experimenting with experimenting with drugs, they are being a little more open about what's going on inside them. Yep. It's a little window. It's, a little, it's an yeah, opportunity. Exactly. For you to speak into that. Right. And you must do it calmly Mm -hmm. in a grown-up way. Thanks for listening to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. Two guys learning how to calm down so that we can grow up, so that we can get closer to the people who matter most. We'll talk to you more next week.